Can I have a rant today? You you can. You're back in work though. <laughs> that that don't I'm going to jump on. It's that, really sunny outside. That that don't kill you. <laughs> I'm stronger. Yeah, listen. I I want to have a rant now today. We we chat nicely on on here regularly. Um, I'm not going to name names, but I've spoken to somebody this week who has worked in our profession for, I'm going to say, 25 plus years. So fine, I get it. This person is old school. But the conversation with them just generically was um, they, they wanted to put their uh, money with us some time ago. I explained what we do. They didn't want to pay a fee. I said, that's fine. Why don't you look at this option or that option? They did. The person said to me um, two or three days ago, really happy. I had a look at it um, some weeks ago. It was up 15 grand. It's back down again. Um, I think I'm going to take it out and put it into cash. This is a person does the job that we do and I believe hasn't got a bloody clue how to plan and is trying to time the market, make decisions on emotions and the now and not look at the long-term effect. And I'm, it, it just hit a massive core of me this week that there probably is lots and lots and lots of people that do the same job as us, that think like that. And these are the people that are trying to educate the rest of society. It's a shambles. It's a fool's game. It's a fool's game. But do you remember, though, talking of that, actually, that guy who was a financial advisor somewhere up country? Who Norwich? Was it Norwich, was it? Might have been. Uh, who... When the crash of, or this talk, I see crash. That's me using what the negative events will service will say. There's temporary short-term decline in the market, which happened in March 2020 when the big C word came out. And he poured his clients money into cash. Was it? Am when, I being silly? When, when that's going for him. It is something like 780 million. Am I, is that number? Oh, no, I don't think it was that much. I don't, I, I don't know how much it was. It might have been, but... But just the whole concept, he moved his clients as the markets were tumbling into cash. Now, bear in mind, three months later, the markets recovered back to where they were. And more. And more, and have been extremely strong since. Sorry, we're in a bit of a down. It was the anniversary of the other day. We're in a bit of a short term. Because somebody on social media took a screenshot and went, how's it going? I'd love to know how it's going for him and his clients, but they probably don't know any different. They were probably, to be honest, weirdly, they were probably happy that he did move them into cash, not really realizing what the overall effect of that process was. Yeah, I, I mean, from a client point of view, because we hear it, we see it. Um, sadly, people don't understand that if you're playing the long game with money, that it will go up and down, it will be volatile. But if you look at history, and we can only look at history, you know, the markets will recover and you will you will get great gains from it. But the issue is, is that if you are investing and you need that money within the next three to five years, you 
probably shouldn't really be in the stock market. Absolutely not. No. And, and I think the old school was don't touch for five years because prior to 2012, that was commission clawback. And everyone has this concept of it's five years. It technically is. I'd even go as further as saying it might even be six years. And, and, and I know there's a, we, can, we can get a screen shot up now uh, between us. Um, there is a graph that shows the spread of things between um, one year, five years, uh, 10 years, and between 1924 and two, 2020, what, the, 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 what you can lose out on. And anything that's cumulative over a 10-year period has never lost over that period of time. Mm -hmm. So as long as you are looking at the longer term, you will not lose. History has shown that. But stop basing things on emotion. And when shit hits the fan, you, you pull out your money out. You're not going to do things short term. Yeah, yeah. As long as you're in a well-diversified portfolio, um, you know, with the right asset allocation for your relevant type of risk and so on and so forth, over the long term, you're not going to lose out. No, no, you're not going to lose out. No. But stop trying to time things. Try, stop trying to make a quick buck, as they say. Find out what you want to do. Find out what's important to you. Find out your values. Plan for the future. Save and invest. And we, we can come on to all of that talk about words, how savings and is, 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 is brutal. Investing is the way forward. Stop listening to others talk crap. Stop listening to even financial advisors talking crap. When you get something done by somebody that does it correctly, it was set up specifically for you. Your plan was made specifically for you. If nothing has changed in your life, stop listening to all the crap that's going on in the world. Leave it alone. Sit on your hands and forget about it and enjoy life. Go and drink your coffees, eat your tea, meet up with your friends, whatever you want to do. But stop looking at the bloody app that you have that says that you're up 3% today, you're down 5%. You don't look at the value of your house every day. Stop looking at the value of your longer term future you. Because that's all you're doing is saving money so you can take your own money out of a pension, an ISA, a bond, whatever it is, in the future. Nothing's bloody changed now. Leave it alone. Stop looking. Don't follow everyone else. Rant over. Yeah, but no, it, it, it's true. And the, you said at the beginning, everyone's after that quick win. There's no such thing. There, there isn't. And if you do get it, it is 99.99% luck. I mean, like I, I still don't believe in this whole trading thing which is out there. Do you mean all these people saying, all these trading companies, like, like you don't hear these trading companies at the moment, they've all gone a bit quiet, haven't they now? Because the market's on a ruffled ride. And it's easy to trade in an upgoing market. Let's, let, it's not let's, easy to trade in a Let's talk about market. that further next week because that's a rant in itself. Oh, um, yeah, that, that, that is. But I think so many people are just after quick wins. Now, if you need, if you can't afford to be investing and you can't afford any volatility in your money, yeah, you shouldn't be investing. If you can't afford to wear the fact that we are in a time of, decline at the moment but it is short term and it is temporary you know it will come round because there's so much going on in the world at the moment that it is affecting the markets you know I mean the cost of oil what's going on in Russia and so on and so forth it is going to affect it but 
it will come back. If you look at history, and like I keep repeating, history is the only thing we can use as a guide. Because we don't have a crystal ball, albeit some of these traders, one over there. there is one over there. It doesn't work though. And that is used actually to explain that we don't have a crystal ball. Uh, but albeit these people who sell these trading courses and so on and so forth make out that they do have a crystal ball. But I'm calling BS on that. And I'm happy to call BS on that. Because all they're doing is taking a percentage of your money to cover their fees, their costs. Actually, most of your money is not invested. I think there are a few of these courses knocking around at the moment where actually only about 25-30% of your money you invest in what you think you're investing in actually goes towards the investment. The rest is just lining people's pocket in what I've been planning to say is probably a pyramid stroke Ponzi scheme. And they'll all come, they'll all fall apart at some point. They all will kind of come out. But that's just on a separate kind of point. Now, we will cover that in a separate podcast and uh, YouTube video. I, I'm still flabbergasted by the person that we chatted about. It, it, it just beggars belief that somebody that's worked in a field of finance for over, you know, nearly a quarter of a decade or more still doesn't grasp the concept of planning for the future. We're all living longer. We're all going to be potentially on this planet for eight to nine decades. Our bodies are not strong enough for us to work all of that time. And so there will be a period of time when we will have to stop working. And while we are working now, stop living on all of our money that we're earning now and squirrel some of it away so that the future you can enjoy more time with family, friends, loved ones, doing what you want in two, three, four decades plus. If you're doing something to help you in your 60s and you're only 30 now, don't bloody worry about ups and downs. Just keep saving, saving, saving. And the fool will be the one that starts pulling it out because somebody will buy that share or unit when it's going down, knowing that it will prop up. And if there was a sale on Boxing Day, people used to queue up for hours and hours to get a sale. That's all that a share is when it's going down. If you have money and it's going down and your plan is for a long-term thing, you know, maybe, maybe 10 years plus, put more in if you can afford it. And it doesn't impact on your current lifestyle. It's not rocket science. You have to check your blood pressure after this. I know. Uh, no, it's not. It's not rocket science, but it is. Everyone overcomplicates it, and they overcomplicate investing. They overcomplicate the whole kind of process. And actually, I think as a profession, drug industry, because we're still class an industry, albeit we don't sell widgets, but uh, sadly, financial services is still classed as an industry. We are our own worst enemies because there are people out there doing exactly what, telling their clients exactly what they shouldn't be doing because they don't understand it. I mean, like, like everyone has this big fear of investing in stocks and shares and in portfolios. But every day we invest in the great companies of the world. And as long as you've got a diversified portfolio, you're just going to ride out the, the bad times and the good times will come. They always do. And they're only ever going to be short term. If you have a look at history, and we'll do another one on this, actually showing what history has shown about the bull and bear markets, which you'll hear a lot about at the moment, probably. Um, look, look, look at the the, the, the the screenshot here. The spread is called, you know, the, the difference between A and B. How big that is on short term. You know, one year, it can have massive swings. 
but and it's showing as red. You look at the, the longer term um, um, times, you know, the 10, the 15, 20 years, and that's what you're, you're investing for. The spreads are all green, they're all positive. There is not a minus in it. And that's what people have to just, I think, start to understand that all of the stuff that people do is only for themselves. Mm. It's either the short-term pain now of saving, investing, whatever you call it, regularly, and the older you get, the more you're going to have to go in because the eighth wonder of the world compound interest helps from a young age. So if you create the correct behaviours at the outset of saving regularly, when you get a pay rise, saving or investing more because you can afford it, leaving it alone, not, not ignoring all of the, the, the crap that's been uh, talked about in a pub, in a restaurant, whatever, by family, friends, parents, you will be okay. And, and, and it is... I think very much behavioural, psychological and, and educational. You have to understand what you're doing, why you're doing it, the implications of, of taking things out, putting things in, and knowing that it's not for anyone else, bar you. You're just, you're just, you're just paying yourself for the future and giving, in, letting interest roll it all up. It's all your money. You're paying yourself. It's, it's very, very simple. Yeah, because you... You know, you're going to be a long term, long time retired, Jeremy. So some people want to retire in the mid fifties, and they start say, you know, putting money aside for it in their yeah, late forties. The problem they have <laughs> then is that if they if they retire in the mid fifties, there's a good chance they're going to be retired as long as they've been working, or or longer. Yes, absolutely, or longer. Yeah, Jeremy. If if you started work when you were twenty, and you're retiring at fifty five, I mean, you've been working. 35 years, but there's a good chance you're going to live till you're 90. Yeah. We, we have, a, we have a, um, a, a big thing behind one of the doors there, your life, and it's, um, I think it's a zero to, to 100, it's 4,000 weeks. And if you start um, um, colouring in the weeks of when you're in school, primary school, and all of these things, uni, gap year, and then you start working, and then you finish at 55, that, the, the amount of weeks in there that you are... Um, Working is very minute. Yeah, no, you're right. It, it, I think there's this this huge need for education out there at the moment um, across the board. And, I, and there's education needed for other financial advisors, financial planners out there to begin the right message across. Because I generally think people don't really understand it and actually don't care because all they've ever done is like a sausage factory loaded in, it comes out the other end and not actually worry about the real effects. That's got to change. Here's how 12 to 15 years ago a conversation would go. I've just got £100,000 I'd like to invest. What can I get back? Oh, you can probably get a good 8% 8, 8 per year. Okay, I'll, I'll invest that. Okay, there you go. There's my, my fee. You're not paying for it. Don't worry. The, the, the company will pay us. Granted, they'll add an extra um, percentage onto your thing, but I'll get paid for that. Don't you worry. That's all okay. Let's have a review. It's made 3% this year. It's made 5%. It's gone down by 2%. That was that was financial advice. Still but is for a lot of people. Where did you get the money? How 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 important is it to you? What do you want to do with it in the future? Have you any debt? Is there any high high costing debt? Maybe you know, loads and loads and loads of questions. What are what? you saving for? They never <laughs> ask people what you are saving for. What are you going to use this hundred thousand pound for? Not let's just stick it into a bond because that was easy, because 100 more was 101 percent allocation. 107%. 100% allocation, the 7% was effectively the commission, wasn't it? Um, and that's a joke. 
that's another subject on its own. The, wor the world of finance, sorry, the world as we know has changed since March 2020. But the world of finance, for a lot of people that are trading as financial advisors within, or financial planners within the UK, have not changed. They still don't understand the fundamentals of planning. And it's very, very easy to sell a product. It's very easy to say, I have X amount of money. Well, we can fudge it into an ISA. The rest will fudge into this account. And next year, I'll take some from the big account and put it into the ISA. That's, that's not planning. People need to be educated. But if the teachers don't know themselves, it's a lost cause. Well, it needs to change and it will. It'll probably take a long time, but I think they'll have to weed them out at some point. The teachers need to be taught. And by that, I mean the advisors themselves. Yeah. End of rant. I'm not going to say any more now.